2: A quick word to let you know that if you pledge $10 or more to the Creative Control Patreon page throughout April 2017, you will receive one Creative Control t-shirt while supplies last. I have the maroon one with my head on it and the sort of yellow one with the pizza lettering and in unisex, small, medium, large, and extra-large sizes. So if you'd like to support the show and receive a small, medium, large, or extra-large token of my appreciation... Visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to view the shirts and pledge $10 or more today. Thanks! Elliot Brood is a well-established Canadian band whose unique form of enigmatic folk rock has been captivating audiences. For 15 years, consisting of childhood friends Casey Laforet and Mark Sasso and early Elliot Brute adopter Steve Pitkin, the trio of multi-instrumentalists in this band have won awards and toured the world hard, releasing five acclaimed albums along the way, including their most recent LP, 2014's Work and Love. I recently traveled to their new HQ in Hamilton, Ontario to check out their workspace, talk about granddad's Donuts the time, Mark and Casey saw Nirvana in Detroit. What they make of Hamilton. They used to live in Toronto, basically, and then they moved to Hamilton. So it's been a bit of a transition, but they seem to like it. You'll learn more. Why, if you keep listening. Also talked about their work contributing songs to the new Anna Paquin TV show, Bellevue. What their new album might be like, and more. All that, plus you can hear a yet-to-be-released song... Called the Fall, which is due to be on their next record. I'm gonna play you the fall at the end of this conversation. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, the bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee. This is Elliot Brood with me on Creative Control. Think to begin, just so everyone can get familiar with each of our voices, I, well, yours in particular. I'm, I'm going to ask each of you to speak briefly uh, and introduce yourselves, uh, one at a time. And if you feel like uh, objecting or interjecting upon what any of your colleagues say, feel free. Okay? Don't feel like you have to sit back. So let's start <coughs> over here. Who are I'm you? To your left, I'm Casey Lafferty. Oh, sorry <laughs> I'm given you the I truth knew this right was now. gonna happen
3: Yeah we're, we're a rowdy bunch You know Guitar player Bass player uh, And Elliot Brood Hi Casey how Hi are you? Vish I miss you It's been a long time Yeah it has been a while It's
2: been a while It's
4: been a while Since I've seen you It's nice to have you on the show And then you, you sir I, I'm Mark And I, I play guitar and banjo And I'm sitting right Directly across It's from nice Beach. to
2: see You in front of me Mark
4: I'm Enjoying watching you eat your granddad granddad's granddad's
2: donut from Hamilton, Ontario, the greatest donut place in the world, I think. It's <laughs> phenomenal, Because they make donuts the way phenomenal. they used to be. You know, like the the big, tasty donuts, that's what I like. So They're thank large. you for buying granddad's donuts. You're welcome. It's I saw content. you
4: post it the other day, and I was like, <laughs>
2: I'm going to get those. We ate, the, my family and I consumed a dozen donuts within 24 hours, so I feel fat. And you have two little kids. Yes, so that's you, why.
4: you consumed.
2: My daughter walked by today and was pawing at the empty donut box. Oh, that's beautiful. Chucky, Chucky, where's <laughs> Chucky Donut? She wanted her chocolate donut. Sounds like my kid, too. Yeah.
5: And you, sir? Uh, my name's Steve Pitkin, and I play drums and keyboards. Nice
2: to have you band. on the... And you're engineering our well, session today.
5: And I'm um, I'm engineering the session, yeah.
2: You have some engineering background? You're a recording engineer?
5: I do. I started as a sound guy, and then I went into, you know, studio stuff. And Isn't this
2: how you I kind said. of met each other? You were doing sound for Elliot Brood at the Cameron House?
4: That's correct. And then we're like, we should record something. And he's like, Hey, have you guys thought about recording? And we were just the duo at that time, and we're like, Yeah, we want to record. Actually, in my front room, can we do that? And Steve and I showed said up. I could do that. He's like, <laughs> oh, that's, I can this do this that. my specialty.
5: Actually, we did. Yeah, so we did the tin type that became the tin type EP, which EP, was yeah. mostly done on six tracks, sometimes eight.
2: In your house? Uh, no, in Oh, something. in Mark's in my sense. apartment on okay. okay. right. busy bluer street. Right. Yeah. Well, that's 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 interesting. You know, you go out into the world as a band, you encounter a good sound person. Next thing you know,
3: they're in your band. It's that's like how it a fairy out. tale. Well, that wasn't that easy though. Steve was yeah, our first show yet. together. Wasn't an incredible show. <laughs> it I almost wasn't. ended. It was it was almost the beginning of the end. It what do you a, mean? What I don't understand. We just we weren't good. And Steve is a professional. Oh, you weren't a, good. We Steve were not walked good. off stage. Was there was some anger there. <laughs> he had, had to. It was a horrible. That we, yeah, but we also <laughs> we enjoyed drinking a lot in the early... It was fun. It's still fun. And we still drink sometimes, but not like it was then. Not at a cafe. You
2: night. walked out on them on stage? Uh, it was
3: not It was the first
5: time, but it
2: wasn't the last time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but like, I haven't it, done it in a long time. You, you joined the band. Off
2: stage. You walked yeah. off stage because yeah. they were so...
5: I, no, I didn't... It just, it just
4: got bad we like have it this just this got so bad i was totally like i can't present in all, present this in all, all fairness we have guys. this song called twill uh uh-huh. yeah which yeah. is like seven minutes long it's two chords back and forth and you kind of it's rolling and it, it just rolled to a stop when steve walked off stage and we just kept playing and we we're like i think i might have rolling? actually had a violin bow that night or something stupid too yeah it was we just, just we used you to, you to play around
3: campaign? Well, you know, we had a lot. At that time, it was just our buddies watching us, anyways. We were experimenting. So we were having a lot of fun. This place called Cafe May, which is now the local on Roncie's, we used to play there, I mean, for a while, once a month at least. I don't know, even more. Like, way too often. And it was just, just like, sort of a, you know, a house party, essentially. And yeah, I do remember having a violin bow with a guitar one night and whatever else every other night. It was, yeah, but it was. So we weren't exactly like. Groomed at that point. Well, this, this was after bar. you
2: did a marathon viewing of the song "Remains the Same," and <laughs> yeah, you were just you like, "I'm Jimmy Page now."
3: I, I, you can do this with an acoustic guitar and the worst distortion pedal you can find. And, and people, no one laughed except for Steve. Steve, <laughs> the only guy who hated it was in the I band. I don't even know if it was the same night. Like I said, that was that was a time that was okay. you know, still twenty years, twenty, so 20 odd three. something.
2: No, it's true. Well, I he I, came I, back. Yeah. He loved. Now we are in. Uh, where are we exactly? We're in Hamilton.
3: It's almost mm-hmm. like the heart of Hamilton, actually. Beasley the heart. Village. Is what they call this Beasley area. Beasley Village. Beasley Village. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people who aren't from the area of Hamilton have this in mind, maybe. You know, like we're close exactly. to the steels. We're down in that area. It's, it's, this is like not that, there's a lot of secret parts of Hamilton that people don't know about, like the natural side of things and the escarpment and all that. But Beasley Village is pretty hardcore. There's some, there's some characters. It's like Parkdale on. Hamilton, I
4: guess. I don't know. What would you call (laughs) it? It is. It's it's the Parkdale of Hamilton, where we're at. But it's it reminds us gentrified. Not yet, but it's getting there. It's starting to get a lot of Tiger Cats hats. Right. A A little rough around
3: the edges. Yeah, it's gorgeous.
2: It's It's great. You know what?
4: It's 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 honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's got character. It does. Yeah. It definitely
3: feels like one of those neighborhoods that's going. They're going to start ripping down some of the old stuff and put up some new. There's new things coming up like condos or apartments, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like you know there's this amazing little coffee shop that opened just around the corner. It's a little Dutch place, the Orange. Cafe Orange? Yeah. Orange. Yeah, 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 So there is. Yeah, it's starting slowly, and you know, it's a cool little area. It's mm-hmm. it's it's secure. We're near. There's a police station not far away. So we call it the, we call it the office. And <laughs> yeah. they like that. There's a police
2: well, station. Well, I mean, nearby. it's you know, if you I've you not know. had a guest on in the last <laughs> couple of years. Has been like it's great. The police are right <laughs> right around. on hand. Well, yeah. Yeah. here's the
4: whole thing. It's like in in honor of uh, we we have Colt 45 in the fridge, just one that nobody's ever opened, and yeah. we put on a huge steel cage outside to obviously protect our equipment in honor of well
3: in honor of Compton it's it's in honor of my my youth in my rapping days you know you have to have the are you from Compton mo- <laughs> you're, from, <laughs> you're from South Compton you're from my <laughs> early musical influences none of this
2: makes any sense you're 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 trying to build yourself up a a history uh from Thanks. that you're from Compton. Uh, <laughs> a place where people say "f the police." It's and yet, more like this. Earlier, you're like, "The police are right nearby." It's great. I'm very confused
3: well, by you. Remember, we had. Have a... you
2: been gentrified? Is <laughs> that what happened?
3: I was a little white kid raised in Windsor, but I grew up in a rap crew. You would not believe this, called the KPE. I do so know this. did I, I mention this, this before? I like yeah. to. I like to talk about it. And uh, the one black kid in our school was my best friend, and we had a little. And so I grew up in that culture. Metal screen doors was what I thought I'd have on my house one day. Malt liquor. Right. Cold forty five is, is we used to drink St. Ides, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh no, yeah. I don't know. It's the eight ball. It's the eight, Easy, ball? Okay. eight ball. rolling, right? So that's that's what I knew. So we when I think the idea is we're gonna drink that mall liquor when the record is done. We're gonna sit on our stoop with our metal front <laughs> door and, and, and live the fantasy that I had as a as a child. You're
2: from <laughs> you say you. you're from Windsor, Ontario, which is for yeah. people who don't know, right next to Detroit. It's right there, yeah. So Absolutely. you kind of have this is there a duality there growing you are you from you're from there too, yeah, right? Just, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah.
4: And, I mean I grew up yeah. listening more to Mo yeah, he was,
3: he was I, but I definitely grew up in like with hip-hop and that kind of music and I loved yeah. I still do you know,
2: but was there a, an American canadian duality for you
3: living in Windsor? <laughs> of course yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. more American than Canadian yeah. there. Really? I didn't even listen to the CBC right. until I moved out of Windsor Correct. It was we were all inundated with American radio and and television which
5: was great I mean Detroit radio you can't it's great no it but I just didn't good. know there was this whole
3: other culture <clears throat> you know, I watched channel Four News Fox News, all that stuff. And radio was all Detroit radio until right. you get a little bit
4: out of there where you have another, you know. But when you say Fox News, things. it was Fox News back in the eighties. Yeah, which it, is was not Fox it was just It was like a news exactly. channel on a Fox affiliate. Exactly, yes.
2: yeah. it wasn't
3: like hardcore Fox. <laughs> and the news. funny thing about Detroit News, which you'll see if you travel anywhere, you go to Winnipeg, Quebec City. Detroit News makes it to all these places. That's why Detroit is so scary it to, to everyone. Made it, it to goes me too, so
2: far. Actually, to be honest, for me growing up where I did in Cambridge, Ontario. It was mostly Buffalo news.
3: Yeah, which is the
2: Tonawanda, Cheektowaga, oh, yeah. <laughs> all those names. You it's all—it's the, the exact same. Yeah. It's just
4: it, Detroit and Buffalo are very similar in in that. Yes, and they scare Canadians. They like, scare those them. two cities. Scare Canadians. Did you have fearful upbringings in in Windsor? No, no not in Windsor. But I mean, when you went to Detroit, oh. you were always told to kind of like just be aware. Yeah. But Detroit is amazing. The architecture, the DIA, the Detroit Institute of Arts, there's amazing, beautiful yeah. things in Detroit. I De- think so, too. You know, and it's. In, but the fear scares people. It is...
2: So It much. is, a, it is a, when you cross for me. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. So you would have a different experience. Yeah, it was sort I. of second
3: nature to us. You always go yeah. over there. But it, I remember my parents saying, like, don't point at anyone out the window of the car and stuff. They were nervous. That's people. just
2: basic manners, though. <laughs> well, That's not. <laughs> that has nothing to do with don't criminality. <laughs> That's just like, don't be rude, you That's schmuck.
3: True. But we got you know. Think of how many shows we each got. You just cross the border to see every. The only band I can think of that I ever missed that I loved was Blind Melon, and that like because every band came there and it was a tunnel oh, bus right ride across yeah, the river. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was the same. I know in Windsor, like a lot of bands skip our hometown because you go play Detroit. So sure. it's, it's you go right there, or at least you know bigger bands and stuff. So I got to see basically every band I ever loved. Where would you through. go? Where did you go see them? St. Andrews was one of them. Shelter, The shelter, which, the shelter, which State is- State Theater, yeah. State
2: Theater was amazing. State oh, Theater, which State, is now yeah.
3: the- It's got the another- the It's got a name.
2: I, I saw a film a Radiohead- no. At the State, at state Theater. Well, Wasn't that there. a gorgeous theater? Gorgeous. It's amazing. The first show I saw there was uh, Blonde Redhead, Shellac, and Fugazi. And then I went nice a few fuck. years later to see uh, Bob Dylan a couple nights in a row. Uh, well, That's it's like 10 cool. years later. Or I had
3: one week where I saw Tool, Nirvana, and Rage Against the Machine in, wow. one, in seven days. And the Rage show, Quicksand opened that show, which wow. is an incredible band as well. So
2: so you we, saw the, Nirvana.
3: Yeah, right near the end though. Oh wow, like, that's in amazing. Utero, so pretty close to the end.
2: Yeah, that would have been the end. It was
3: crazy. You were at that show too, right? The yeah, one was where the I got trampled. Someone threw a shoe at him, and he went nuts and like stormed off stage. What was the it, venue? It was the uh, state fairgrounds. State fairgrounds. Yeah. State and fairgrounds. I actually
4: got like five thousand people on the hockey arena, like or sorry, on the floor. Yeah. And they hadn't even started yet, and there were so many people pushing. Your feet, you're a foot, foot and a half off the floor, and you're like, what happened? All of a sudden, I start getting trampled on. I'm falling down. People are stepping on me, and I'm like, and all I can think of in my head is my, my parents on like Channel 2 News being like, <laughs> he was such a good boy. He yeah. just wanted to go see a concert. I like, will, I'm going to get trampled to
2: death here. Let me tell you a story that I've never told anyone. I had an opportunity to go to the in utero tour uh, when they played Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. Same tour. Yeah. But I, at that point, you know, it was just around the time where I started to go to shows. So that would have been 16, probably. Okay. 16, yeah, 15, 16. And, uh, I would go to these big shows. I went to another roadside attraction, mm-hmm. the first one with the "This is the thing that the Tragically Hip organized," yep. and it's like a hundred thousand, or not a hundred thousand. It was like 30, was it the blues twenty thousand people. Here? Was Blue no, Str- no, 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 no. It was Midnight Oil right, and okay, Daniel yeah. Lanois and Crash Vegas and Hot House Flowers and the Tragically Hip and a bunch of bands. It yeah. was good. But I got there was when the Hip finally came on. You know, people were just waiting all day. You know, Hip fans just waiting all day for the band to come on, and they were, you know, being not so nice to the opening bands. But anyway. It felt like a riot had mm. started, and I was a kid, and I was claustrophobic, and I had a borderline panic attack. Oh uh, no you know, I was right at the front of the stage. I didn't know about the moshing and the <laughs> and the jumping around, so I got caught in it, and it was a like a panic-inducing situation. Absolutely. I didn't really like those situations, <laughs> so I backed mm-hmm. away from all of that, and you know, watched the show from halfway down the field just because I was like, holy shit, Like that was crazy. Anyway, so the Nirvana show comes around. They offer to con- like someone has a ticket, and I say. I don't think I can do it. I just felt like... like they were like, no, it's a in the seat. Greens? It's a seat in the bleachers. I'm like, no, I don't know. There's <laughs> something about it just makes me a little nervous. So I didn't go. Yeah. Big regret, because I was a huge fan. I just I was like, ah, mm. I'll catch them next time. You know, that's what mm. I thought. That was one of the last well, yeah, big absolutely. shows that I
4: ever went to. It was like, once I got trampled on. You like, my ears were bruised. Yeah. I was like, I smelt of like... Stale beer because I got crushed and you're on the floor and yeah. it's like it was out of here like it was not even out of control
3: show. it was de- and I remember watching part of it from the like you know the bleachers and looking down on that what you're talking about seeing it from above like there must be people dying like it was crazy it looked insane it felt insane I never like well because when he walked off stage people went nuts he like someone threw a shoe and hit, hit the guitar the and he just launched the guitar and I, I was like is this part of the show what's happening right. people obviously and then he came back out I remember I'll never forget that. Like, the, I think, I think, uh, Girl was still playing and he walks back out, picks up the guitar, it's totally out of tune, and it just starts like playing out of tune and mm. screaming. Right. And it was just like this overload. It was, and the crowd, you know, just seething and surging it was unbelievable yeah it was cool it was right? a crazy time i mean it wasn't i thought it was his 50 it would have been his 50th birthday yesterday is that right yeah, a, couple, They're yeah, all celebrating february, a couple in february yeah days yeah
2: yeah yeah, right? yeah it, that's uh, lot, it's yeah it's uh, he's always on my mind i will say like that band was huge for me and it sounds like i mean that had an impact on you on some funny
3: enough i was talking about how i listened to all the hip-hop stuff when i was younger yeah. it was smells like teen spirit that made me buy a guitar all that all oh. that happened to me that typical like grunge changed your life same kind here of thing. totally well, yeah, here at to a party
4: like i heard it at a party and i was like I'd been listening to nineteen fifties and sixties songs. Like that was the Motown stuff. I'm like I'm like this little <laughs> nerd that was like into that type of music. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't like eighties music. I like I like Michael Jackson, but I wasn't into like anything popular at that time and then all of a sudden you hear that and you're like Oh, this is interesting. What is this? Yeah, and I it's just like, Cassette how does that singer. grasp you? And it, gra- it grabbed everybody. Yeah, like, just it, like, it did. It pulls you in.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like we relegated Steven mm-hmm. here a little bit. Steven, have what? you ever seen the Foo Fighters? <laughs> 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 I hear the drummer, so well, I want to you know, no, but... get a drummer reference in there for you. <laughs> so did you, you ever, ever see the Foo Fighters? F- no. You know
5: who I used to see was like Jane's Addiction and... Uh, the uh, Seattle bands except for Nirvana you I never, never got to yeah, see Nirvana like I saw Mud Pearl Jam in, in a small, smaller place I saw them at the concert hall nice you know stuff like that Yeah, Chili Peppers but I never saw Nirvana and it, it's it's funny though it was just the other day like I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit on the radio I'm like I was with some buddies I'm like this was our music, man. It's yeah. the same as you guys just said like well, it really was, was yeah. like I was our like
3: time, 15 you know? and a half when that came out or something and it was obviously like what is this? Yeah, it that's, was, you know, that's it. was so it, loud.
2: It's interesting because I keep uh every time I go to the dentist now I borderline have a panic attack. I don't know what happened. in the Last year I had a bad dentist experience last year and uh, it was just a bad I switched the dentist because I'm like they don't know what they're what doing. What is this guy doing to you? They just suck. They're, I can hear him arguing with his assistant. Oh. So I swear, he's like, "What? That's not the right thing." Oh, what are you doing? And I was like, "Ah, oh, no. like I didn't like." That it.
3: happened to me when I was zip lining once. The two guys start arguing about how You're the ar- harness goes on. You zip line with it's your part- dentist? Is that what it is? That's the connection. No, but you know the, these yeah. guys are putting your secure yeah. harness on. Like that's not the that's not where it goes. That doesn't go like that. That's and nice. They started arguing in Spanish. It's oh, part of the show, though it turns out, they're trying to scare
2: you. Oh, but I, I see. was, you know,
3: we're gonna jump off this tree right now! Like, come on.
2: Well, I was just nice. at the. The point is, I was just at the dentist, and they left the music on, and "Come As You Are" came on. Right. So my last time I had a panic attack was thinking about going <laughs> right. to see Nirvana. Yeah, there's a and then, yeah, maybe there's it's a Nirvana. Yeah. It might be Nirvana. Yeah. They make you a little uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's they're an unsettling band in some Sorry. way. Sorry. Now, you know, so we got uh, Windsor. Uh, you know, you talk about leaving Windsor. Now you mm-hmm. guys met in Toronto.
4: We all met. Well, we re met in Toronto because we but went that's to right. that's great. Yeah, we right. went to the same yeah. high school.
2: Right, you went to high school together, and then you and
4: then had a fr- mutual friend bring us together. Our buddy Nick in Toronto, in Toronto. I mean, so, more in Lindsay. It looked yeah. like Casey oh, and okay. my buddy Nick were going to school in Lindsay, and I would kind of go up and visit and hang out and meet. To so Stanford just...
2: Fleming? Yeah, no. I was it's a... a college? Yep, I
4: mean, went there for of... a yeah. bunch of stuff, mostly
2: yeah.
3: nothing. But <laughs> I was there.
2: So you met, so you reconvene in Toronto. Yeah. Then you connect with Steve at the Cameron House. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then of the band just... becomes a going concern.
4: Yeah, it's like we'd—I'd n- never been in a, really in a band before, and I don't like. No God, no. like not. Nothing I wasn't one, but it was. You know, it was a joke. It wasn't you know. like it was like you played one show, so I don't really consider that a band. I consider a band where it's like you kind of go on, you write music, and, yeah. And so this is for me, uh, my first band, Casey, and so then far, yeah. we added well, Steve, and then we've just been rolling ever since, which is funny. Like, this like crazy. actually.
5: Speaking of revealing things you never revealed, when we did meet and we started being a band, and uh, we went to Windsor for the first time and I met Casey's parents and Mark's parents, and they're very nice people, and they they still have the house they grew up in, which I don't anymore because my parents yeah. moved on and so yeah. so and, and I I found myself thinking, you know, I was also a bit older than these guys, and thinking that self conscious about what do their parents think of me, like I'm bringing them into this world <laughs> of like music out of their good jobs like the ronnie hawkins you know, syndrome thing yeah right. like I, oh i never thought they want to do it but i'm like also participant in that right you know like yeah so you're so, the bad never the older forgive brother. You, Steve. yeah they yeah, never yeah. Forgive you <laughs> so no. i had to try extra hard to be a nice guy
2: too. <clears throat> right yeah. right i'm still trying so you i i have a sense memory of the first time i saw elliot brood at the e-bar oh yeah in oh Guelph. yeah and I, I think you were opening for someone silver hearts probably was it I don't arts? remember who it was. I
3: know we played with them there and I know we only played that bar maybe twice. I know my friend yeah. Lil put on the show. Yeah. Lil, yeah. Milanovic. Lil oh, Milanovic,
2: yeah. Milanovic. So Lil sorry. puts on the sorry, show. Lil. No, it's okay. It's fine. She puts on the show and I don't know who you guys are and I I bought your uh, tin type uh, EP that day. I still have a because it was a specially packaged guy. thing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, was like we a mini s- disc or something?
4: It was. It wasn't a mini disc. It a was mini, just a small uh, a mini a mini CD. CD player.
2: It wasn't a mini disc. It was a mini CD. Yeah. Yeah
4: we just kind of designed them more because we didn't have enough funds to actually go out and press an album like 3000 or 1000 or whatever and we didn't even know if anybody would even like it so we're just like let's I hand make it
2: honestly remember being blown away like the, i don't know oh, you know awesome. it's a good combo of like a good sound person whoever it was that night but you in particular mark like i was just like what is this voice like it was cra- it just sounded so full and kind of angry and so melodic at the same time it was great Thanks. So I became a fan right okay, away. Cool. And were you in the band yeah. at that point? Uh, probably. You would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been. Yeah. yeah. Any
5: shows outside of Toronto, pretty
2: much. Right. right. And you had a yeah. thing. One of your things for a long time, Stephen, was that you yes. wouldn't play a drum kit.
5: I had a suitcase. Well, you got to go with what. What suits? It. No. That, that was a pun. That was like was a, a p- dad, yeah. dad joke it, it pun, was unintentional. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I used a suitcase for a long. Now, time Now, why did you do that? Well, when I first saw the guys, they were stomping and playing. And then, of course, we recorded the record, and then it came to the point where maybe I could play with them, blah, blah, blah. They wanted that to happen. You're
2: on the EP, right? Do you play hand on the EP? Claps. Oh, hand claps. hand yeah. claps on the EP, right. Yeah,
5: hand claps.
4: And he forced us to play yeah. bass on the EP, which is <laughs> on one In one song. spot, right? And we, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, we and just, it, we yeah. wanted it so stripped down. Yeah. But in all fairness yeah. to Steve, it's like he was trying to replicate what a foot stomp sounds like on, on a wooden floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, that yeah, was it. Exactly. That's why we used the suitcase. Right, okay, yeah. Because
5: because a drum set would be like overwhelming right. the sound. Which so is was primarily th- acoustic. But then the amps came
2: and hence the kick drum. Yeah, you had a bad incident, mm-hmm. didn't you? You bust through a suitcase at a oh, show. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. that was it. Well, could, the only good times.
4: ones we always say this, the only good ones that we could find was going through Chicago. This <laughs> right. weird store in Chicago. We kept finding them and we buy them in bulk, but yeah. the whole thing is like they break. It's not like a drum head that you can kind of yeah. go to any store and get yeah. another drum You don't head.
2: have backup suitcases yeah. on. I did
5: at the time. But then actually when the, that last one broke, I had a backup kick drum because it was a Mountain Meadows tour and we're in mm. Montreal and I was like, when this goes, we're moving along. Yeah. Because I was hitting it too hard at that point.
2: That's a weird thing because you. Uh, some people would have seen it as a bit of shtick or gimmicky. You know what I mean? You got to be careful with I was that sure stuff. cognizant of that. You were sure. trying to get a sound. Yeah. But it was a sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, not, and it wasn't because you had a tendency to leave the stage. You're like, I'm <laughs> yeah. taking my stuff. <laughs> that's what, that's it's all exactly packed it. up, and I am never leaving. Never got
3: That far. That would be an amazing way to leave the stage. Is you actually pick the drum up, pick and up the, go the off,
2: suitcase, and like, I am out of here. Train ticket in hand, you know. <laughs> anyway, all right. So yeah, yeah the, awesome. it's been an interesting trajectory for the band. But so you, you, these bigger cities. I mean, Windsor's not a big city, but. We've talked about Detroit. We've talked about Toronto now. We are in Hamilton, Ontario, which is a big city. It is. But it is smaller compared to Toronto. How have you all ended up in Hamilton? Why are we in Hamilton today in this space?
5: Mark started it.
2: Mark started it. I
4: left like seven years ago.
2: You left Toronto. Yeah. to, To move to Hamilton. To move to
4: Hamilton and not knowing anybody in Hamilton. It was just kind of like, let's take a chance. It was like we could, we had just had a baby. It was like there's houses that are really affordable there. We can actually afford a house as opposed to being in debt up to our eyeballs and yeah. maybe not being a family. You know what I mean? Like things, yeah. life gets on you and, and money woes. And I just kind of just took a chance and picked the most amazing street for us. We back onto a park, the escarpments right there. The Bruce trail is right across the street from our house. And I don't know, fell in love with Hamilton. And then I thought I was going to be the only one here. I kind of, Traversed yeah. back and forth for six months to record Mountain Meadows. Right, and I was like, okay, I don't think anybody's going to come. And then two years later, and totally, totally by
5: later. coincidence, I think all three of us really because we're. I mean, you, you have to take your own life. It's not a course. coincidence. No, I, 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 mean, I honestly, one of you
4: guys in
2: your band was here. Oh it wasn't, yeah, wasn't know. I was just, I know, I know, down we're just like walking down the street. <laughs> Mark, what are you doing here? But <laughs> oh, no, yeah. honestly,
5: it can't. My wife was like, maybe we should try Hamilton. I was like, literally thinking of Kingston, Barry. Oh. Guelph, like, you know, I you wasn't thinking of, of Hamilton. I wasn't yeah, it wasn't my, my thing. But well, we, why we, did you want out of Toronto? Similar trajectory as, as Mark. Like, you know, kids wanting to buy a house, can't do it. Yeah. In Toronto. Yeah. You know, let's look somewhere else. And Him? you know, I was I wanted the band to go on, but I, I, I don't think we moved here as a band per se. It, right. But I it was understand. very fortuitous that we did. Right. Okay. Well, and yeah.
4: now we're where we're at. Like Casey's in Dundas and we all then we got this place almost like two years ago now a little bit two years in September or whatever but it's just like <clears throat> a place that we call the office and we come here every day from during the week from 930 after dropping our kids off till 230 in the afternoon we come here and write and record and put our hearts into this place which is you know pretty awesome okay us. we have
3: to it's expensive <laughs> You're renting this space, right? It's not. I'm just kidding, but it is a good place to have. It's pricey, but you don't have
5: like cacophonous bands all around you. No, it seems very. It's probably the price of like two studio days a month or something. Right. So think of it that way. We're getting, you know, almost twenty. I just mean
3: once you start putting money down to be in a place, you better show up and be there and use it. You know, like we use it a lot. I mean, this is your
2: Elliot Brood is your job, right? It is. Yeah, sure. It's made company. It's
3: our business. It's your business. It's our corporation.
2: So it's not that. Crazy that you would come in uh, nine nine to two thirty. Those are slacker hours, by the way. But yeah. nine to is two, the 30, Those are actually my hours. <laughs> to I us, it's say. like work. A, <laughs> know, so nine to three, you're you're here Pretty every much, day. Yeah. And uh, how does your day? Tell me about a day. Tell me about a typical day, uh, work day for Elliot Brood. Uh, we Casey? roll in with dads, yeah. granddads, donuts. Grand chart, we every, we, we yes, chat. Right. for about half hour. If you about... can see
3: us, we're all huge now. <laughs> yeah.
4: Granddads every single morning. <laughs> Those but donuts I, are amazing. Yeah, they all are good. good. We roll in here. We probably like just converse like Too you business. would normally do at any yeah. business for like about a half hour, and then we try to get down to. Is there like, a
2: water a cooler? Do you do you hang around the water? There's a beer cooler. fridge. There's over. a beer fridge. Oh, okay. We get
3: plenty of beer from Clifford Beer, which is amazing. We we are friends with Brad Clifford. Oh okay so we're sort of stocked. Not that we drink all day. We don't just do that. Beer and donuts. You there's guys, what is happening <laughs> to you? Yeah, like a no. Simpsons episode. In here. <laughs> no, but we
4: have like water. And so we just kind of like, we sit here and we actually, it's a
3: slow, we don't, yeah, there's no rush usually. Right. We're in here between nine thirty and 10 right now. We're like kind of reviewing some mixes and stuff when we can. And just, we're touching up stuff uh, for our next record. So we're kind of focused on that. we have been doing a bunch of stuff for a TV show uh, named Bellevue, some, some music for that. So we've been busy. There's been, you know, more than enough to, to do but usually everyone's got to leave by around three to get the kids and whatever so right yeah that's it you know it's a good get it f- six hours at least a day in here sometimes it's more productive than other days how
2: does this compare to the way you used to function before this space we didn't it's, it's totally it, different
4: totally different because we really didn't have time or space to really practice and or write and th- this is the one thing about hamilton as well is like and hopefully it can continue but the way it's looking is probably not is like Hamilton's changing so much more towards the way Toronto is. Like we would never have been able to afford this in Toronto at all. Well, we rented like rehearsal, stu- what's it called? The
3: the big one, the one that rents out. The rehearsal rooms. factory? Or we right? did our last record kind of going on whatever nights we could in Mississauga and meeting because I was still in Toronto. Is that, that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The rehearsal yeah, rehearsal yeah. factory. Yeah, they have... We like, did all our places. pre-pro there. Surprisingly enough, they don't have one here yet. I'm sure they'll open one here eventually. Yeah. Um. There's surprisingly little studio space in town right now. Or maybe in, there is now. When we, yeah, when we were looking, yeah. it was actually kind of hard to find a place. But I think like you would think that's something that's going to become more available. I'm sure that company's looking out here going... You know, well, there's, don't there's give them empty heads up. Don't, They may not have had the idea until they <laughs> hear this episode. Now they're, they're nice people. Hit <laughs> this place, uh, yeah. jumping. With I mean, I don't factories. know. Maybe it's not there yet, but it yeah. does seem like a lot of people are here. And you know, everyone who has a studio k- hangs on to it because it's, you know, it wasn't that easy to find this place. So, but you say you fell, you all fell in love with Hamilton.
2: What yeah. is it about the city Nubby. that? Not you You moved to Dundas He's a Dundas yeah. man Dundas guy and, mom, and just so you know yeah. Dundas
4: is not a part of Hamilton yeah. No yeah. No they won't was,
2: tell you that separately. I was just there on Saturday It's a, it was, It's very lovely It's
3: a pretty place My mom's from Hamilton My family's from Windsor and Hamilton So I you know, right down the blue, co- the bluest collar. Yeah, you can. yeah. I, I do like Hamilton. It's great. Yeah, I, t- I think that. Yeah, it's an awesome place. I have to leave though. That's the unfortunate part. You're moving. Saying back. You have to move back. I got to go back to Toronto for a while for work stuff. Not myself. My wife's going to be renting. There. Yes, You're I'm just putting the deposit a down today. Oh really? Deposit is down to You're yeah. a high roller now. Yeah. You've got a place it's, in Toronto. Yeah, and that's why my Dunn heart is. is beating and my left arm hurts right now. <laughs> I know it's insanity, but we're hopefully we're going to hang on to it and hopefully rent the place and done. It's a little complicated, but sure. it's an insane time for us, so. Yeah. yeah, we'll be back up in the Junction area and yeah, it's so okay. be back there for a while.
2: So is there anything about the quality of the city that impacts your band? Is it is it seeped into I mean you put it you named it. wasn't your last record named after a Constantine song? Or a constitutional. Uh, yeah. It, it, it works takes it lyric, takes yeah. the lyrics but from it. Right. It takes the lyrics from the, the, the song soon enough. But yeah. Which is amazing. Right. Which is nice. But I think of work and Hamilton. Hamilton is known as one of the ultimate blue collar cities. It's known mm-hmm. for steel production and and uh, I just wonder does that I don't know if that fed into that uh, title or that
4: that, that, those songs. But well, I mean, growing up in Windsor, Windsor and Hamilton yeah. are very yeah. similar. And I think that's maybe why I feel really comfortable here. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's similar. It's, Hamilton feels like a small town. Mm-hmm. Like everybody you know, like it does, like the musical community is like, we came in here and it's like, next thing you know is like, you know, you start to know everybody. It's like, wow, it's just, it is small in that sense, but it's like, you know, people are going out and doing their thing. I don't know. I just really like this, the sense. That it is in Hamilton. Like, kids can still be kids.
3: I think there's also that underdog feeling here that a lot of people...
1: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
0: Let's get this
3: dinner party started. We'll have yeah, like people true. really like try to kick ass at like doing things because there is that feeling of like no one notices us and there's a lot of people here and whether they were born here or came here they it uh, what I notice is as soon as someone is here they are completely pro hammer all the time like rooting for yeah them, right? because you become quality, a part yeah. of this community here and it's it's fun to be that like little group literally like the group of musicians here could all fit in this ain't hollywood and have a party and it they'd all be there everyone shows a lot of people i don't show up to a lot of shows because i still have two small kids so i can't go out as much but it seems like whenever anyone is doing something the rest of everyone is there to help out and, and be there
4: you know so, regardless like, of genre or yeah, anything yeah everybody yeah. supports it's whatever a very you're doing. strong community awesome. of, of seems people way, and some amazing
2: some of my favorite artists are from here Uh, Lee Reed is amazing. The hip hop artist from here is just incredible. Lots of great. Tara Lightfoot is here. Yeah, she's. You guys are. Yeah. Anyway, I guess where my, what I'm, what the angle I'm trying to push is. You guys are talking about this work ethic you've established in this space. In this nine, I see where you're, you're mining at. So I'm trying to figure out if Blue that has something to do. It, it sort of maybe is an uh, extension of being here, isn't well, it? Well, the
3: yes. type of town it is lends itself to us being able to do this. Well, I was saying before, we're still looking for a punch clock for this room. we got to find an old like style <laughs> yeah. factory punch clock because every job uh, I ever did had those old like yeah, yeah, I hated those card things. things. But yeah. it, it would make sense for what we're doing here. And we've talked about it. We're just looking online every now and then to see if you can get one. Right. Prove you were here. Uh, for our for our long 9 to 3 hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no ta- overtime, boys. You've
2: talked about the the city a little bit. You've talked about uh the accessibility in terms of being able to afford a space in this city. What about the room itself? What about the space itself? What kind of uh qualities It's is big enough
5: to have a tone. We can get a bit of reverb. You can go put mics further out in the room, and which is great. I think we we were really excited about that when we built it. There's, there were a lot of anomalies that came with the room that we didn't know about. There's the truck situation. You can't... We, we're going to put some sound baffling out on, on the street to stop the trucks.
4: Because when they <laughs> roll by the big trucks, yeah, you hear the, the, they'll the, shake the building. The building you'll hear them go... Oh, is it... Yeah. But there's Every now and then you'll hear it. Yeah. 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 you a busy thoroughfare for trucks?
5: You hear it occasionally. But or whatever. Besides, that's not a... I mean, more of the issues were to do with the heating system and the oh. AC in the summer and some, you, know, you mean
2: they kick in and then there's... Yeah, you hear a, a bit of the report. fans. and
5: things. Right, So yeah. we had to we had to figure out ways, like we put up a slight wall over there. Our, and, yeah. to, ways, like over there. Our
3: <laughs> album gets less noisy as you listen to yeah, it, too. We've right. learned ways the to really about, as, as we've gone on noise. track. But if you listen to the next record, <laughs> it'll be noisy and then it'll get sound perfect by the end. Right, like, okay. We've learned as we've gone to, to eliminate some of the little sounds. Like the fridge will come on like, damn, that was a good take and... But no, it's a, you know, it's a great space. There's enough Mm -hmm. room for all of us. We sort of each have our little stations. It's sort of messy in here Mm -hmm. right now, but Mm -hmm. a lot of cabling and stuff. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's comfortable. You know, we have the mixing and Steve spends a lot of time these days actually engineering kind of stuff we're doing right now, but we've enabled, we've actually created the room to work as a live room and we have proof of that now, which is great. We have, we did a track Mm -hmm. that's basically, we have it set up. We have amps sort of isolated in the bathroom and. So we can get a little separation and we can actually do the songs live now, which is great.
5: Our sound man, Dino um, also shares D- Dino Friskella shares the space with us, so mm-hmm. we're fortunate to use his uh, his board, oh, which okay. is a digital board. And well, what uh, what kind of board is it? It's called a Behringer X32. Uh huh. And he is, brings it live. Okay. And uh, but we and some some of the mics here are his as well. Um. But so we can rehearse through monitors, uh, but with the functionality of the board, you can rehearse through monitors or through headphones. Or use it as a as a processor as well. Right, like you can basically track through it when we're doing when we're multi-tracking. We track through it, and otherwise we use this little UAD uh, interface that I have. Okay, which, you know, for smaller stuff right. like overdubs.
2: So the presumption, I think, just given your engineering background, studio work background, is that you probably got this space up and running. Is that fair, or did you guys contribute to? The technical uh, aspects. I Mark plugged and, this mic in. I hung up. I hung up. <laughs> Mark built that wall and built that wall. <laughs> and painted it.
3: You built the wall. And these I were already I put the here. Wall up,
2: yeah. uh, the
5: ceiling. I stuff. did
3: the real estate deal. Yeah. So I, did found you really? yeah. I found it. I found it. Okay. So it's And a, I was in competition with another. This was the best. And I hate. This is going to be funny. <laughs> there was three people that came. One was totally not going to get this place because the the landlords were interviewing the three of us at the same time. And one was this... what? Sp- you were we all like, like at the same time to see the space. And so the the there's. I think one person left because the price was too much money. This was me and this like 17-year-old super stoner kid. And I, you know, I like actually, for me, dressed up to come in. It was pretty solid that we were going to get the place. It was yeah, like yeah. they looked at both. I was like, "Sorry, kid. You're, there's no way, man. You do, like we have like credit references." The kid had nothing. But he was like, "He's going to start his, you know, studio space or whatever." He's oh, a, he so wanted he came on a skateboard. I was like, "You're in trouble, man. It's not going to happen <laughs> for you." Man. Do you know what this space was me. before you good. guys took it over? I believe it was, it was someone else's band. space. Yeah, I think yeah. Was a band
5: someone studio. Yeah. Born in the '80s, where we used to practice here. Oh, and
2: Colin.
4: Sorry, Greg Santilli. That was born in the '80s. Right. So. You know what else I love about Hamilton, not to get off topic, but it's like well, somewhat on topic is like you're saying born in the eighties and you're like, Greg Santilli is like, We all play baseball or and or hockey and nobody talks yeah. about their bands. Right. So you don't actually know who was in what band. Right. Like the Dubervilles and all of us. Dubervilles, Durber, sorry. They changed their name. <laughs> I like too, Dubervilles be... better. That's a better pronunciation. <laughs> they had you know if that seventeen year
2: old kid got this space, guaranteed he would have listened he to He probably would have used it and ah, you never cool. he
3: could be famous right now. He could be like that uh Sean Mendez, Who knows <laughs> Could be that big From yeah. this so we ruined
2: No no But That's it's true good. Like it's a close Knit community Is what you're saying <coughs> yeah. yeah And there's probably A lot of history In this room that you So don't I know. don't know
4: Who I can't recall Who was there But it's been a, It's before. been known it As a, a band physical training I think it was At least before at us point, It was
5: Yeah There's a sh- There's a sh- Like way behind The The Furnaces. This is shower, and they don't even know why it's there. The landlord's <laughs> like, "There's a shower here."
3: It's the shame shower. That's what I call <laughs> what? it But I think it used to also there? be
5: like a physical training. Oh, place it's been used it's been for other things. Like, Actually, the photos when I came know, here, it was done up
3: more like an office. Like it, I was, they, whoever had been in here had taken yeah. all their stuff out, but it, yeah. it was used for some sort of office or something. Oh, okay, know, at some point. But I looked at like I went to. <laughs> I think Steve came to see a couple. A of them. Of One guy was going to set us up, and he was building a square box in his like storage warehouse for uh, vending machines, and he was going to rent it to us for five hundred bucks oh, a oh month. God. It was literally just in this warehouse, like a cage. Right. Like, have you seen that Netflix show, The OA? <laughs> I haven't watched you, it. I it? Okay, well, get it. that idea of what what he what okay. was building yeah. for us. Anti sound. And, and it was just he like half a wall. He's like, "Well, you guys can finish
5: the wall." It was around the same price as this. But he's like, uh, "Okay." Yeah, you guys can just finish the wall. Yeah, he's like, like put up whatever We'll you be want. here in the day. But, but it
3: was, working. he essentially was building like a band cage inside yeah. his. I don't know what's in there now. Hopefully, we should go check and see what he had right. put in there. But, right. And okay. this is his okay. home now, yeah, though. Yeah, this, where, is,
2: this, this is, is your home. Okay. Yeah. Now, you guys have. Do you want another donut? Not right just now. Finished no, I just finished my donut. It took forty minutes, but I, <laughs> I was <a laughs> He's nursing it. I'm gonna go to Granddad's after we're done here to get a dozen for my family because we didn't get enough from the twenty, <laughs> Yesterday. the twelve we ate in less than twenty four hours when I was in Dundas the other day. No, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, you guys have been around a, a long time. You know each other very well. Uh, you know each other's uh, tendencies as players very well. In this new batch of music you're making are there things that uh, that are taking place that are surprising any of you about where you're coming at it or more
4: you know what i i started taking piano lessons and the funny thing is i'm taking piano lessons but casey's actually a way better piano player than myself and steve is actually a trained pianist Oh, well, i
5: took him when i was younger
4: yeah oh wow but i, I uh, there's a lot more piano playing and keys on on this record than i would have expected oh. and it's and it's actually really well, mark bought
5: this nord thing about yeah. four years ago He's like, we gotta have a Nord in the band, and we agreed. And we were like, yeah, that's good. a Nord. And then, so,
0: is this something we've you use live? Had
5: it. Uh, we, we'll we, be, yeah, yeah. we will be now. Be yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But now we that now that it's always sort of going through an amp and mic'd up and everything, it's it's, uh, it's the being?
4: one benefit of actually having this place is that all of our gear is set up and we can kind of create on the fly. Yeah, where it's like if we didn't have this space, the Nord would never be set up. It would and just I, be I think also we're ball. like.
3: We're going to that for melody before guitars for some reason now. Like if Mark has a sketch of something, I'll just walk over there and a lot of it's being written on that, you know, some of the melodies anyway. So it'll end up being on guitar or something else. But if even Friday or whatever it was, Thursday, last, Mark had a sketch on guitar and instead of going to guitar, I just sat there instead. So huh. some of the songs have, yeah, especially on, we have a lot of material kind of getting ready right now. There's a lot of, of that sound on it. Lot, yeah, a lot of mandolin and stuff. Lot, nice little touches. Different, you know. It's fun to play different things. What, and whatever. What uh,
2: do you suppose inspired the
4: keyboard thing? Just the fact that you were taking lessons. Del my Shannon. wife was like, "Hey, what would you like for Christmas?" And I was like, just off the top of my head, I'm like, "I want piano lessons." I
2: said the same thing a few years wow. ago, and like so
4: that. I'm not very good. Uh-huh. But I the whole thing is like, if I have it's to read and skill, play, yeah. not very good. But it's like. Just kind of figuring it It out, I can do that. It's like same with Casey. It's like just playing for playing's sake as opposed to reading and and, and kind of understanding on that sense.
2: But do you know why you asked for piano
4: lessons? What was it? I took them when I was like five years old and quit because my grandparents, like my dad's parents, passed away consecutively in two years. And I always kind of wanted to play piano and just got, you know, when I obviously was a teenager, got more into guitar. It was like, oh, I'd really like to play piano right so I don't know it's just like and it's factored into this record it's kind of funny how you kind of like for whatever reason not known to myself or anybody else it's just like you get on a trajectory and so it's kind of played a part in this record for sure there is also
3: probably that thing about being a musician and knowing how to play music learning it I don't you know it's a good thing to learn it as well too we both sort of come from a place where we didn't I still don't Understand theory, maybe I'll learn it as we go or whatever. But it's good to learn that stuff too. It I mean, can't be you, bad.
2: I don't get the impression that you guys sit around consciously talking about how your sound might change or definitely not. You're just no. playing and seeing what happens, right?
3: On, like, quite honestly, I think it, it is a lot to do with the fact that we have that thing just sitting there. So yeah. it's just become. I get. I'm pretty, you know, I, 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 short attention span sometimes. So if we're sitting, I'm aware. Guitar, I play guitar a lot. <laughs> you know me well, don't I'm you? I'm surprised you finished that sentence and barely and barely. But then no, no, it's it's sitting there. So like, if I'm not. Feeling something on guitar I can just walk over there While he's playing Or he can do the same Or Steve can jump on there Like even there's parts That Mark had an idea In his head What he's doing And then Steve will play it Because he just has more Currently right now You know like You'll write the part And then Steve will play Part of that Because he can You have more of a Sometimes it goes back Or to, the other like way Yeah cool absolutely summer, yeah.
5: I tried forever I even took it home Yeah Tried it on piano So that's not it Exactly it's not like, And then you know Mark finally played What he wanted and But between the two of us We're like a three-legged race so huh. We got it done
4: We use it as a tool. It's much like any instrument that we know is like, I never never took lessons on guitar, never took lessons on banjo. Casey didn't, mandolin and all that stuff it's just like we're just using them as tools to kind of get our sound or the idea for songs out that's it it's just it's, like whatever helps shape a song what are you it's very so it, right?
3: similar how i actually use power tools which is dangerous <laughs> yeah, yeah. not a lot of i don't i stay away from saws but like you know if you're yeah, trying to sure. drill into something or you just pick it up aren't you supposed to drill a pilot hole i don't, I don't, I don't, just don't know just just screw pick that in and try it. that's the give it a that you, i don't know I what this knob get? does but if i turn it a bunch of times maybe i'll figure out how. It i think as you become uh, an adult and maybe
2: a dad yeah, and that's been my experience too it's like I don't know how to you know my dad tried to get me to learn how to do that stuff but my I was my dad's a genius at all that stuff and it hey, just didn't I, translate did your, you had the parents that could just build like no. a, yeah, mine like, is no they degree. didn't do that no um, okay, mine could just. You're a natural. You got it down. You my dad is like, do so. not. My dad is like,
4: wall. do not touch power tools. And we put this do wall up. <laughs> Stay away from them. I'm like, well, you stayed away from them, but I enjoy them. Did
3: this wall go up before Trump started talking about it, or was yeah, it after? Was, well, it Wasn't inspired. Yeah, himself. this was like before we had yeah. the idea first. We built the wall, you know.
2: Well, it's uh, it's kind of funny that uh, you guys are, are do-it-yourselfers because I I think it just it's a. It's just the thing that happens now for me and I don't know what I'm doing but I'm just willing to like with tools I just didn't do that stuff as me I as neither. A kid. I just had
3: to patch a wall because I tore a closet out of my house which took plaster off No no out of like necessity to oh, okay. fix the room up thinking it would just be an easy job so it, it this was supposed to be take the wood out of the closet out paint it done <laughs> Pull the wood out rips the plaster off the wall so I have to re this is learning how to do it as yeah, you go and yeah, right? was- I'm calling my dad like what do I do I just ripped right. a hole in my wall what's happening what's happening figured it out you know it's not the best well the other it the other job. kind
2: of wussy thing about all of this is that like so my washing machine broke a couple oh, of years a ago and uh a youtube video showed me how to fix it right i yeah. had to take my entire washing machine hey, apart you did it something... i was inside
5: my dryer last week doing the same yeah thing. and it's just because it's someone
2: had a three minute youtube video explaining that yeah. how to do it but yeah i had the whole thing out and that's not something i i was so proud of myself absolutely as but... you should be and then i i was and then i put it back <laughs> in i'm like <laughs> I learned this from a YouTube video. Like that just made me feel like a little less uh Still, important. Well, it's, just, it's like, you know, but that's what you do. Yeah, but, well, that's okay, how you got to do it. Now. You,
4: do you learn from a book or do you learn We learn physically life. doing it. So watching yeah. somebody else it's like training. It is. But watching it's just, somebody else do it a video
3: now. I know it's just a new reality. That's how I, YouTube for power tools. I was it I did a a bunch of '90s <laughs> covers with this my friends. De- I learned songs on YouTube. Generating into a power tool. <laughs> but yeah. Learning songs. It used to be hard to learn songs. Buy a tab book or whatever. Yeah. Go on YouTube and watch some kid playing a video game. It'll yeah, teach you how to play how to every play. tool
2: song you ever want to know. It's you know, awesome. my whole life I wanted to learn how to play Beatles songs on it's pianos and now you just watch a YouTube oh, video yep. and like. I don't quite know what it, why I'm doing it, but at least I can physically maybe do oh, it now.
5: There's one more thing before we close this topic. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna. It's an amazing. He's in control. Actually, that right there. Do you know what that thing is with the two mics on it? Uh, the Zoom H4. Oh, it's it's yeah. like Mark and Casey each own one. It's totally their friends. Like they do all a lot of their home demos on it. Uh-huh. And no matter how much we sometimes try to recreate things here, you put the H4 up and it just, it's got a great sound. And yeah. we're always. Sort of reverting a lot of the time to, to that. It's, so that's we're using like it as a main microphone on a lot of songs, based Yeah, on. yeah. It's like you can use it for tons of things from far away. But sorry, close this up. is in relation to how. To, <laughs> you were asking about the, I mean, the what kind stuff. of tools. Yeah, yeah. like what's, what's great about this room. Yeah. And and what, uh, you know, the Nord, it began with the Nord. I was going to s- And I might say it, it also ends with the H4, it yeah, always comes I, back. I was
2: going to say, like, it, you guys were talking about how. Things are just set up in here, so that's why they make might make it onto a record or might influence mm-hmm. a song. That's the room, right? Exactly. That is the influence sure. of the room. Yeah, right.
3: No, it is because we've never got to work this way before. Right. We'll come in with demos and like, yeah, go. Yeah. It's never we've never had this chance, and right now we have up two mm. records under our belt to go forward. Basically, two. Well, they're not finished, but the songs that we're working on, this like there's enough material for okay. two. Plus, well, we found an. We've bunch never of had old that kind stuff of stuff to work pile, with.
5: Like, Sorry, right? we found a bunch of old like stuff that was unreleased that we're pooling from as well. So oh, okay. it's kind of like we've got this sort of old become new So wait, how many music.
3: songs would you say? Well, this you... record that we're doing next is when I moved out here, I found one of our drives that we thought we lost. Uh-huh. Like how many years ago was it? I don't Six think. years ago? Seven. Six or seven. It was like an old elephant drive or whatever. So all these songs that we thought they were like sort of demos and in early yeah. stages and whatever. And then we're like, we got to make this record, so that's what this next record is. Is we've kind of taken them and read, you know, re-recorded them. But there were ideas oh. that we thought were gone. They're in the bottom of this bin I had. That's because everything was like packed away. Yeah.
4: We didn't have we didn't have space to actually put everything where we wanted to put it and huh. have do yeah, what we wanted we to do it. And we just kind of discovered it once we kind of moved. But in once here, we saw like, what the files were, it was
3: like, what's this song? This is like there's stuff on this record like that originally merch. were sketches from Tintype that will now be. That are fleshed out and on this. They were songs that from the same era anyways. That's interesting
2: time. because I think of you guys and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if this has changed in recent years, but I, I think of you guys as a I don't want to say a conceptual album band, but I think of you guys as really thinking about the album mm-hmm. as an entity that might have threads through it or themes that run through it. Um, that's What's well,
4: important for us.
2: That's accurate, right? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. like sure. at a narrative yeah. almost a narrative structure. So you now mm-hmm this is a departure because you're going back like are you going to try to figure out a way to connect
3: the songs on this i record? think it's i mean a lot of them are anyways they are all, are all from then anyway so oh, they okay. were in okay. mind at that time this was sort of this group of things that were all together so it's yeah it's like it's just it was strange to find them and go oh this was one that didn't make sense with tintype neither did this one
4: when did but tintype together? come come out again Two, we recorded it in 2002 two but yeah, our the first end, tour was in the, the year but it didn't, it didn't really come out on any label which was we work until 2004 like that right. ebar show probably was 2003 or four then
2: right ish yeah i have yeah. again i still have yeah. the little it was handmade kind of we thing. still get complaints that people get so stuck the, in the thing I, I
4: think the theme that actually ties it together is just like us now and then right it's just like that's what i was gonna say it's like, like 15
2: it's, years later maybe mm. roughly well ish. for
4: these songs like six Six or seven, because it was when we were in Toronto. Six still. or seven years. Yeah. That oh, had, I see. Okay. Yeah, those ones. Anyways. Okay. Well, no, but like. Oh, tin like type. Two, some of the tin type. Some ones. of
3: the stuff is from that, like career. two, four, yeah. six, eight, and sure. whatever is like from from that. All era. the way back. from... Well,
2: that. it just usually takes so. a original a, a chronological milestone, like a 10, 15, 20 fifteen, twenty-year anniversary for yeah. a band to reflect on something it's they've weird. done yeah, for so time. so long ago. But it sounds like that's something you've just because of. <laughs> technology and a discovery you're having to do that now in a sense like oh that you can
4: right right like you're able to be like oh it was up to a certain point but now you kind of take it and look at it from this new perspective you've aged and you've kind of grown and you're like oh how do we how do we yeah i mean we've arranged
3: things differently than what the what we had originally but so you've rearranged but what about lyrically some of them have changed a little they've been flat not all of them had full thought thought out lyrics at the time so they've the most at least from my side of things the lyrics are more new, and two
4: four six eight kind of grew a bit. Yeah. It kind of that took changed on a different, a different tone. tone. Sorry, that's the song. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's like I thought you were just counting. <laughs> it's like a baseball chant: two, four, six, eight. Who do we? We saw fight success
3: with one,
2: two, three, 4 and we thought, "Hey guys, <laughs> a, let's up double up." Exactly one notch. Yeah. yeah and okay. You,
3: you know, you see what happened with that song. What could go wrong for us? So
2: yeah, I just think lyrically, when you sit, in particular, well, it, can, it happens with music too, but when you actually encounter something that you haven't seen or or heard in 10 15 years you can be like whoa like where was i at mm-hmm. at that point that's why i ask if it yeah. could be interesting to actually look. oh there's
3: still some songs that were on there that we would never try to bring out because they're just terrible right oh, sure yeah. sure sure. but, <laughs> but <laughs> you have the ones be, that are like yeah you yeah. have to be
4: rough on them right and right kind of fair to what you know what you want to hear and see right, right? but
3: but
2: okay, that's cool. So you, you're working on that, and and you've got at least two records worth, maybe.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. right now. But you're not no double record. Person. No, no, no. no, no, you got to stretch it out. <laughs>
4: yeah. this is a this business is unforgiving. That's There's no one, one album business. business. This
3: ain't the '70s. <laughs> this yeah, isn't. This record. isn't.
4: I was gonna say Smashing Pumpkins and mm-hmm. right, um, right. Yeah, no, no, no idea. To, Indian Indian First Indian of all, content. these songs
3: yeah. on this next—they wouldn't make any sense to what the next sort of theme is for the next okay. bunch, which make more sense together. So, like, we were essentially starting what will be a further record before we found this stuff. So there was a bunch of stuff started in what we thought we we're gonna do. Like, well, let's. Then that came up. as like we sort of got caught into that. Like, well, we could. These songs should see the light of day. These are good right. songs. So that's okay. how that sort of happened.
2: So as it stands, this. <coughs> sorry to go back to the space for just a second, no but the space seems to have. Uh, I don't know inspired and influenced a lot of this, the the decisions you are making lately. Do you see this as a space you would share with people or is this just the EB space? Like this is your HQ. It's discussed but
5: I it's hard to it's yeah. it's our HQ right now cuz we're here somewhere. And much. it's an office. Yeah, yeah no. the minute you have to share, then you know you have to move everything. Yeah, move yeah, the yeah. Mic, okay, so and
3: I might have to live here part time when I'm commuting <laughs> from Toronto. So. You might actually literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Good
4: thing for yeah. the shower. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll have you a little shame shower. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys sound like you're in a good space. It's, it's not
2: bad. I yet. mean, literally right, and it, figuratively, it, it allows like us
4: to create, and that's an amazing thing that I don't think we've had in our career up until like a year and a half ago. Well, good for you.
2: Yeah, that's so. great.
4: Now, traditionally,
2: at this point in the show.
4: Uh, I will ask the uh,
2: guest, if they're a musician or a comedian or whoever, if we can go out on a song uh, from a record that we've been talking about. You don't have a new record out. So who wants to pick one?
4: Uh, I guess the one maybe that we'll pick. Yeah, I guess for it's called The Fall. The Fall. Yeah. And, okay. and it's kind of like I wrote it. Uh, after reading the very first episode of Bellevue Mm -hmm. and kind of just the... It's like the interplay between the daughter and the father, even though the father has kind of passed away. It's kind of like this conversation that they're having post-death. And it just kind of plays into the... The overall theme of the show, actually. And it's kind of... Uh, I don't know. And they picked it. They kind of... It's going to be... The show picked it. Yeah, it's going to play as the final song on the outro of, of the of the last episode. The season finale. Yes. Yeah. As oh, far okay. as
3: we know. If that changes, that's... I don't know. Then okay. we're screwed. You know, then it's weird. But if we still... The song <laughs> will still come out. The song is, is yeah. going to come out maybe on one of your records as well. It will well. be for sure on our next record. And it should be in the last scene of this great show. And uh, we hope the show does well. It's okay. cool to and,
2: do it. And just before we go, the fall, obviously that's a season, but it's also... It, it indicates something has the fallen end of something yeah, yeah it's ended is that what meaning are you going for there
4: well fall from grace it's kind okay. of like it's it's like not going it's like going to a place where you didn't think you were going to go right. and it's like
3: oh i thought it was f o l l okay i'm getting this now how do you pronounce fall again fall what like folly Oh, okay. That's, That's did good Did you Is really? It's no, I didn't. No. Oh, I'm oh, no, just no, like no. what? Being funny. Where, 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 I'm like it's been written where, where, where. up there for like.
2: like really... I feel like we should end. The show Sorry, before yeah, you we guys should. <laughs> <a> huge <laughs> argument. This would be the oh, fall yes. <laughs> of <laughs> Elliot Brood. Really, at, uh, I don't want any part in this. All right, listen, uh, uh, Stephen, Mark, Casey. Thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, best of luck with everything. Thanks, Fish.
5: Thanks, Fish. Thanks.
2: A totally unreleased, brand new... Can something be unreleased and still brand new? You know what I mean. It's not out yet, but it's new. It's fresh. New song, unreleased song by Elliot Brood. That was The Fall, and I, you can't really tell because I didn't... I guess I didn't frame it properly, but we actually recorded this interview back in February. And uh, one of the reasons why I went down to Hamilton in February to talk to Elliot Brood when they didn't have a record out or were actually working on stuff was because... I was on a magazine assignment for Exclaim to go to go visit their their HQ and find out about their studio and, and how they work and how it was different than their time in Toronto. And my friend, and essentially associate, you know, he's basically the associate producer of the show, I like to call him. He's a photographer and a videographer. His name's Colin Medley. He was in the room snapping photos of us for the magazine shoot. So it was me and, and Elliot Brood and, and Colin, and we are working on this kind of magazine thing, and we recorded it for this show and I I hope you enjoyed it I I had a great time I learned a lot of things about the band that I didn't know and and, uh, it's very interesting it was interesting to hear their take on on Hamilton and how different that's been uh, the the experience has been compared to when they lived in Toronto and they can't find a space to really play and anyway I enjoyed it and they gave us a song The Fall brand new song so that is uh, now subsequent to that uh, thing we did they actually know that it's going to be on a new record called Ghost Gardens, and that's going to be out later this year, but this is an advanced preview of what that record is going to be like. So thank you, Elliot Brood and Paperbag Records and the Bellevue Show and whoever else made this possible, because I really appreciate it. It was really fun. So thanks, Elliot Brood and everybody else. This is the uh, 312th episode, I think, of Creative Control. I believe that is correct, 312th episode of the show, and uh, this show... Is everywhere now. It is on every conceivable podcast platform. iTunes, Audio Boom, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. It's it's basically everywhere. So check it out there. Rate it. Review it. Please subscribe to it. If you download the show, even if you're going to get rid of it later, but if you download it, it actually eh, it helps with all the charts and all those things. It makes it seem like uh, the show is very important. So please do those things. Spread the word about the show. You can learn more about the show at vishkana.com. As I say, 312 episodes, you have some catching up to do if you've not heard of the show, and that's fine. There's lots of time. Vishkana.com for more information. Also, patreon.com slash creativecontrol. You can go there to make a flexible monthly donation. Keep the podcast going. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I have a promotion going on throughout the month of April 2017, where if you pledge $10, you get a a t-shirt. I send you a t-shirt. It's just that simple. Also, like the show on Facebook. Follow it on Twitter, at Vish Creative. I'm on Twitter, at Vish And a version of the show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time at CFRU.ca around the world. You can stream it there. Or if you're in the area, turn on your radio. CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph and the area. We we have a good signal, so we'll, we'll reach you if you're nearby. This episode would not be possible without our sponsors, the Finest Pizzeria in Guelph Pizza Trocadero, Call them for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444 or check them out at trocadero Also, the Bookshelf, an independently-owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and more, located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. And the amazing Planet Bean Coffee. They make freshly roasted, fair-trade, certified organic coffee, and they distribute their coffee beans throughout Ontario and, I think, even beyond. Visit Planet Bean Coffee for more info uh, there are many episodes coming of this show, it's not stopping many interviews have been scheduled many things are in the can not the bathroom, I mean, you know I have, ba- I have episodes ready, saved so stay tuned for those, again follow the show and all the podcast things and like it and all those things, it all helps alright, that's it for me thank you very much for listening, I will talk to you soon goodbye for now